God, you smell like weed, Tolbert. Uh, I was smoking weed. Was because when, when garlic, bread. like when they moved here, it was all old forest. So the pines were like huge and big, and huge, hard. massive, and hardwoods. Big yeah. and so pine is can become a hardwood. You didn't know that? Did you hear that, Cookie? No, I did not know that. Uh, all right. Yeah, well, Cookie, I'm smoking that garlic breath. The garlic the breath? The weed? Yeah, it's garlic kush crossed with lamb's breath. It's amazing. Oh, my God. I wish I was there. It actually kind of tastes like garlic. <laughs> That's probably why they named I, it. I'm them. not kidding. That's wild. That's <laughs> that is so crazy. smoothest weed you've ever smoked in your life. Yeah. Is, it, is it better than peanut butter cough? I don't know, man, but you're like, mama fucking Mia. Put it on a pizza. Welcome to Two Dollars Steak, a professional wrestling podcast. We talk about all sorts of things. Mostly, we talk about wrestling, but we talk about life. As always, I am joined by Tolbert. Hey. Tiggity Tolbert, the Chinese chicken. <laughs> you have a big mic. Yep. And your brain stops ticking. Watching Cookie with no lights on. Cookie, Cookie you that was your cue, man. That was your cue to say something. <laughs> Dude, to say what? Uh, I... That was that was my rap. That, that was my childhood rap. That was... Not not the Wu Tang Clan, but the bare naked ladies. Uh, you know, Aaron, that was horrible, man. Like I had some that in mind, and you just threw me off. Like I can't say it now. It has, has to wait till next week. All right, all right. Well, we we what were you gonna say? Oh, dude, I was gonna rap some some Wu Tang, but it's I mean, so we now. we will we will do real rap next week. This week, uh, we're we're sticking with the bare naked ladies. All right, so <laughs> this week we have had one of the biggest bubbles popped in Cookie's lifetime. Cookie traveled to NYC. Cookie, what happened? Dude, um, yeah, I was celebrating a wedding. Um, one of our rugby players, Jack and Alyssa, they got married this, this past weekend, had a little get together up north and up it's upstate New York. So what part? Um, what's up? What part? Do you know? Yes, yeah, Socrates. Like okay. the philosopher? Yeah. Yeah, like yeah, exactly. Like the philosopher. That's it's cool. it's Dude, it's in the middle of nowhere, upstate New York. It's a nice little quaint town. It was a lot of fun, man. Was it I on like the Hudson? It's <laughs> not what? Yeah, it is. <laughs> no, it yeah, it is. Albany and all that stuff on Rhinebeck is on the Hudson River. That is considered upstate New York. I, was, I went I to a wedding. That, everything that's not the city is upstate. We're, Correct. Uh, I went to a wedding there. Now. Yeah, now I've, I've been to weddings. I've been to Kingston, New York. I've been to... Schenectady. I've been to all these yep. places in New York. Those are considered upstate. Yeah. It, dude, this place was like 15, 20 minutes away from Albany. So, oh, so yeah. So there you go. So it was kind of near that area. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Beautiful, Woodstock beautiful is mountain that area. Got to see a cool concert yes. there. All right. What, what are you looking like that for, Tolbert? I'm just I'm just waiting for the progression. Where where is this going? I, I'm arguing at this point. <laughs> Cookie, keep telling me waiting. about the story. Like, yeah, <laughs> dude. Uh, I will say the craziest experience is uh, well, it doesn't matter. Alyssa won't listen to this podcast anyway. Um, meeting Alyssa's dad. 
hundred percent old Italian mob vibes is what I got from this man. <laughs> like this man is as big as Mike, but like a square head and just as wide as a bus. This man was huge. Like he looked like he carried around a pair of brass knuckles with him at all times. Like would would you say he'd be like a uh, what wrestler would you compare him to? Uh, like Dan Severn. Oh <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> oh, did he have a big ass mustache? He, no, he didn't, but he looked like he just shaved it off. <laughs> like, he was wearing the suspenders and everything, man. It'll grow back in the morning. It, like, it, like the mustache fought back. Like, it, it like, pulled up it, it, its fist. It's like, hey, what are you doing? Oh, my God. Old, old Italian man, for sure. Like, did they, uh, did they give you an opportunity to go in a back room and ask one favor? <laughs> On this day of my daughter's wedding... <laughs> I was I was intimidated. I would I didn't even say anything to the man. I said hello, how are you doing? And that was about it. I I wanted no smoke with that man. Did he call you like any kind of slur or anything? <laughs> <laughs> I was I was waiting. I was I was listening. And I was like, I wonder if he's gonna call me a moolie. <laughs> <laughs> what, how do you spell that? Is that I mean, can I? Am I gonna get flagged if I name this week's episode moolie? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> so it's wait, an old it, phrase. So uh, other than that, what what else happened in New York? Anything? Oh, man. Um, no, just driving through New York. People are fucking crazy. The driving is nuts. It's worse than Wilmington, North Carolina traffic. Uh, people are rude in the city. That's about it. Other than that, it was just a beautiful mountain town. Have and you ever been to New York before? I went to the city when I was like 10, but that was about oh, it. And I don't 10? remember much. I would have loved to see 10-year-old Cookie. <laughs> just a chubby little Cookie roaming around the streets. Chubby Cookie, like getting like grifted by every single person like hey, they're hey like kid, hey kid want to buy a cd yes yes yeah and cookie yes. with his braces yes i do <laughs> i certainly would i'm pretty sure someone sold me a wu-tang clan cd i wish i kept it <laughs> look at this mark yeah. tobert how was your week uh i guess it was good so why would you why were you called a fascist today? <laughs> Let me know. I was at work. It was chill Sunday vibes, you know, just our, our regulars being responsible and enjoying themselves. And we have signs clearly posted at eye level when you come in the door. Hey, please put on your mask. Yes. As you come in the door. Yeah. it's We are in a pandemic. And yes, and, and it's just certain places are open. Certain places can be open. So we try to respect the rules and honor of our neighbors that cannot be open. Right. You, you play simple. by the rules. It's we, a respect. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. You don't want to just flash it in people's faces. Say we're open. We don't give a fuck. We, we play by the rules. And it's simple. All you have to do. You want to drink? Just wear your mask on the inside and don't ignore the signs as you walk in. This guy clearly looks at it and ignores the signs. Walks in. I said, hey, man, you got a mask you put on? He goes, yeah. <laughs> I, go, I do. And I go, hey, man, why don't you move on? I'm done with you. I don't need this attitude. <laughs> this is what I told him. I was like, I don't, I don't need these vibes. Like I'm You good. said, I don't need these. No, you said I vibes? Said, I said, I don't, I don't need this attitude. Don't need these vibes, man. You can move along. Well. He wow. did not like what I told him. He took out his mask, which he had in his pocket, took it out. He's like, I got a mask on now. Are you going to serve me? I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, my family's outside. They're just waiting on me. Go, what are they waiting why for it? What? Yeah. I, go, <laughs> what? I go, sir, why don't you go rejoin them? And then have a nice day. Right. 
And after years of bartending, I learned you don't get loud with people. You keep a nice, cool tone. Yeah. And if anything, that pisses them off even oh, 100%. more. 100%. <laughs> like, I learned, I learned yeah, that in football yeah. practice. You never, you never escalate it. You know, you never, you never take it to the next level. So uh, he goes, well, I want to speak to the owner. He goes, he's not here right now, sir. Well, I want to <laughs> speak to the manager. Well, that's me, sir. He goes, well, I want to file a complaint. <laughs> well, I'm not going to accept your complaint. Well, I respond, well, do you need a pen and paper? <laughs> <laughs> And he responds, well, yeah, I do. <laughs> you should have handed him a crayon. I wish you would have handed him a crayon. And I was like, hey, man, look, I asked you to move on. Just do it. He's like, are you, are you discriminating against me because I'm white? What? <laughs> Which at the point I look around and go, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's exactly yes, it, buddy. Yes, I am. Yes, get out. <laughs> well, uh, at one point I go... And I'm reading this guy, and I know, like, as soon as he tries to order, he's going to order something stupid that we don't have, right? I go, a Bud hey, Light? Man. I go, hey, man, fuck it. I literally said this to him. I go, fuck it. I'm tired of arguing with you. What do you want? <laughs> he goes, I want a shot of wild turkey. He goes, we don't have that here, man. Have a nice day. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, we don't serve liquor, sir. Be on your way. And he goes, you fucking Nazi. <laughs> out the door well that's that's one way to to, yeah. to become a fascist yeah, is to not like, serve people that aren't following the rules attitude do you, do you think he's gonna leave a bad yelp review well i offered him the analog version but we'll see <laughs> <laughs> but it was just an interesting time of my day and you know i i i uh i try to be reasonable people sometimes people walk in without a mask so, right hey, man you got it you, know, you can put it on and they say yeah no problem man sorry didn't realize but this guy just had a shitty fucking attitude that's what happens man and i had to shut it down man that was my day i wish i could do that to some of my patients yeah You're like you know what not today see ya <laughs> speaking of uh things that has happened this week uh mike you, you made somebody shit themselves this week mike i yeah. mean apparently i he got I, deep apparently I, wor I worked somebody too aggressively all we did was chair exercises and he um he just wanted to sit and like relax and we're like okay i guess and we went to lunch and then uh turns out when he got up he he shit himself <laughs> that sounds that like the sign of a deep tissue solid workout yeah yeah i mean i didn't think we were being really aggressive and i, I usually am pretty good at reading people and in, in, in seeing like if they're you know overly overexerting themselves um well and you you've got two you know children you you know the face of somebody shitting their pants I thought I did. This guy <laughs> it must be a silent shitter. It just happened. And, you know, it, accidents happen. We're, we're, I work at the hospital. We're used to it there. Not quite used to it at the outpatient. Did, did he, le he left a trail, too, right? Uh, I mean, he left a, a mark. He left his mark. Ooh. Oh, all right. Well, anything else happened this week, Mike? Uh, no, that was about the most exciting thing that happened to me at work this week. I, I live a pretty mundane middle class life. man. Right. Did your children try to kill each other? I mean, Elliot's always somehow trying to kill his brother. Yeah. Um, jumping on him. He does, does this thing now where he doesn't watch wrestling. So I don't know where he's, it just must be. His, yeah, his he's, little kid he's watching wrestling. He's, he's, he's watching wrestling. Watching wrestling. <laughs> that, that's what my parents said. They said, Aaron's not watching wrestling. And I'm like doing the fucking razor's edge on my pillow. <laughs> <laughs> he, like, he runs and then he like jumps and does like this double, 
me land on. He's doing a coup de gras on everything. <laughs> Not no. Well, coup de gras is the feet. The stop. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. But he, he does it with his knees. Oh, that's, yeah, that's he, a little he, rough. He had enough of his Daniel Tiger tablet game and he started doing that today on that thing. I was like, that's a little too expensive to be fucking dropping knees on. as a stiff worker. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's going to get. So when he grows up, he's going to get trained by Papa Zane, by Uncle Uncle Zane Dawson. And then we're going to send him immediately to the New Japan Dojo Ooh, to train. I don't, I don't need Suzuki, Minoru Suzuki to beat the <laughs> shit out of my son because he's going to be 70 years old just beating the shit out of my son. <laughs> yeah, yeah, hit me. Hit me harder. <laughs> I, dude, if, you're, if your son gets trained by Minoru Suzuki, greatest of all, all time. All I say, I hope my kids get my athleticism and my wife's work ethic because those two combinations... I'll have some athletes. I'm glad it's not the other way around. I'm lazy as fuck. <laughs> no, it's the other way around. Like, I, he's I, he's fucked. Big and naturally strong. And I, I, I went somewhere with my athleticism, but I definitely could have done more if I actually cared a little bit. <laughs> I had heart. I didn't have athleticism. I had a heart. Or, or size. Yeah, same here, or size. A lot of heart. I had up. heart. And, and football acumen. I knew I, how to, I to, to figure things out. Maybe they get my wife's Italian blood too. Like she'd be a little, little angry, little fireballs. I thought I was, Polacks are angry. Nah, I mean they can be, but like I, I don't know, man. I was always that guy that just like <laughs> was like, oh, there's people. There's no reason <laughs> to jump on that pile. There's that guy's getting tackled. I do it on rugby field too. I'm like, oh, he's getting tackled. I don't, I'll just set up. Ooh. Yeah, no need. Anyway, so this week, uh, it is October. I have put up officially the Halloween decorations outside of my Sunset Park house. They're quite nice. It looks very spoopy. That, that is a combination nice. of scary and poopy at the same time. The, uh, the, the decorations look good, and I figured that to get into the spirit of Halloween, we're going to talk about some characters that are a little bit scary. Oh, was that the theme this week? Yeah, you didn't get that? Uh, I mean, I got it from Tolbert's. I didn't really understand exactly what was going on literally both teams in your match are spoopy well like like mine i could kind of see it too i don't i don't know man cookie I, has evil i don't always yeah. I can't always read your mind all right well anyway so let's talk about professional wrestling All right, for the first match of the evening, Big Mike has got, oh, one, The Brood against The Ministry, which is, uh, I think it was the APA, or excuse me, the, the Acolytes and Viscera. This is our very first Viscera match here <laughs> on $2 Steak. I'm, I, Cookie is so excited that we get to finally talk about Viscera. Mike. All right, so this is from no, the No Mercy pay-per-view from 1999, May 16th, 1999. No Mercy was a UK pay-per-view. Originally, right. And then it, it integrated into the, the regular lineup a, a little while later. All right, so this is um, it's a three uh, six-man tag. Right. So two groups of three. So one time, the Brood and... All these other guys were part of the ministry. Correct. All right. So this obviously I I know of it a little bit. This is the storyline where like they kidnapped Stephanie, right? Well, well. So so originally there was the corporation, which was Vince McMahon, Shane. They had like their own little group. Um, and then there was the ministry, which was uh, Undertaker and his group. 
did we not cover a ministry match? Oh, we, I don't think ago? we've had a ministry I match think yet. We did. See, this, this is actually like one of the things watching this match. And I, I've had this kind of like in the back of my head before, but like I kind of want to go back and watch some of that part of WWE because I feel like it was they a, have full it was episodes a, and it was a huge storyline for a while. Right. That was probably one of the most uh, vivid storylines in my memory. Like I remember watching full episodes, just like the entire story was just weaved in and out of the thing. And they had so many people, so many members of these groups that they could pack every single match throughout the night. Well, this, as a, this, a, a ministry match. This whole pay-per-view is ministry matches. Correct. They, that's what they talked about leading into it. So we get the brood, which is Edge and Christian plus Gangrel. Gangrel. Okay. So <laughs> a Gangrel. This is obviously pre-Edge and Christian being a tag team. Correct. This was Ed, Edge looked young. Oh, they're both young. young. Christian's young too, and Gangrel Edge. not so much. Gangrel's different. <laughs> so are they like vim- vampires? Vampire. Vampiro. Yeah, yeah, they're vampires at this point. Yes. Okay. Because yeah, Gang- Gangrel looks like the leader of the the three. Oh, he, he's the leader of the vampires. Like, yes. Sucks some blood and spits in the crowd to, to come out. And then we get the acolytes and viscera coming down. The acolytes are Farouk and JBL, right? Correct. Yes. JBL comes out looking like a big ass Chris Gaines. <laughs> yes. Like jet black hair. I don't. I could. I don't know. I just couldn't. I kept thinking Garth Brooks the whole time. Uh yeah. And then uh viscera. This was a big motherfucker. All right. So the three of them come out at a combined weight over a thousand pounds. Right. Easily. 500 of that is viscera. Right. <laughs> um, viscera. I had to ask my wife and now I've already forgot. Um, as soon as he comes out, I, I immediately thought of the, the bad lady from little mermaid. Ursula. Yeah. <laughs> Cause like she's big and black and like dark. You know what I mean? Well, she, you know, you, not like that cookie. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> He's, he's wearing all black and he's got no, like, I know, I know, I know. like white contact eyes. Like I always thought he, he looked like Missy Elliott in the fly uh, music video. Missy super the trash bag. In the trash bag music video. And, but by the way, I was looking this up. I was doing some research on Viscera. Viscera was born in Goldsboro, North Carolina. So in, in, in case you wanted to know, he is a North Carolinian through and through. But also Viscera, uh, he was only like 28 when this really? match happened he looked old he was in his 20s he died go, a couple years ago i was gonna say i'm gonna go ahead and guess he's dead he died of a heart attack in 2014 not surprised um that man grew up yeah. eating whole hog yeah. yes yeah, yeah like um so anyway we we get to the ring we get we get the match started it was actually the highlights of the, uh, there's a couple of highlights in this match so one for 1999 Attitude Era wrestling match. It was a really good wrestling match. Yeah, it's fine. I don't normally like three, uh, like six way tags. No, like, I don't either. Like it's just, it, it, there's always too much going on, too much like back and like I don't know. It's just weird. But the way they did it was really good. Um, poor Christian's just getting his ass beat the whole time. Right. Um, yeah. So I don't know where they like protecting Edge. Like, did they think he was going to be what he became? Probably. And then Gangrel being the leader, probably he's they're not going to let him like get the shit kicked out. Well, of him. And, and if you look at the brood, Edge and Gang, Ed, Christian and Gangrel have a similar outfit. And Edge was always kind of like the yeah, different Ed, loner sort of yeah, style like, in the yeah, brood. Christian and Gangrel are wearing like those white fluffy, things. the puffy shirts yeah, from puffy Seinfeld. Shirts. Yeah, exactly. yeah, <laughs> exactly. And but yeah, Edge had like red tights, and it was it was yeah, he was different. But um. 
so one of the things I really liked about this match, besides just the quality of the wrestling. So the one thing I, I, I still don't quite get, and you still see a lot where they do an Irish whip into the ropes and then the guy like leans over, like it gave the Irish whip, right? Like he's going to do something, right? Like what? And I'm always like, what are uh, you going to do a back body drop? Okay. So that's what they're planning on doing, but it always just looks staged giving it away. Right. At one point I forget. I mean, I think Christian took it, but I forget who gave it. It might've been Farouk or JBL. Um, but like Irish whip. And then the guy leans over and rather than like doing some weird thing, he just like hits him like locks in a DDT. I was like, well, that's that sweet. Yeah, that was like smart. Perfect, yeah. Like you don't see that. It's, Logical. Yeah. Um, man, Farouk is just a monster. Like this guy. I love Farouk. He hit poor Christian with a spine buster, but he didn't. It looked devastating and he didn't even finish it. So you see Arn Anderson do a spine buster and he like takes it to the ground. Right. Farouk just like drops the guy halfway <laughs> right. and you're just like, yeah, that's a spine buster. <laughs> um, and then so like it's just this great wrestling match right they're getting heat they're getting the shine there was no hot tag which actually was, was a little weird i was a, it was a little weird but it worked um near the end of the match shane mcmahon so the, the ministry became like the corporate ministry right and then shane mcmahon came out with midian midian who used to be phineas i godwin okay well he's we, a- we've had henry o godwin who was hog Phineas I Godwin, which is Pig, one of the Godwin boys, and uh, he converted to a part of the ministry. Okay, well, I will call him Big Danny McBride. One hundred percent. I was watching that match, and I'm like, you know what? He looks like Danny McBride. Yeah. Um. So like, they're kind of you know doing. They're just kind of doing that weird stare down thing that WWE people do when they come out. And they're just like watching the match, and. But they're basically like watching the match to find out when they can go in there and do their thing. So finally, it does devolve like these matches typically do. And right. There's like shit, all, all this shit going on. Poor Christian hits, gets a Danny McBride body slam or some shit. Outside. It was a DDT outside. The one thing I will say, it was weird. It was like an elevated ring and like the the fences were like tiny and you could see that the yeah. people were sitting down. So kind of how they put like NBA courts, like on top of ice ranks. And like, you could see like the players are on the bench are sitting lower than right. the court. That's how the, the ring and the um, outside like was. And then the fence was tiny. I was hoping somebody would go over it. Maybe even visceral. I, it it would have been kind of dangerous. I think at that's that point. why I wanted to see somebody go over it. I like danger. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um but yeah, he hits that, and then you know, Viscera has his way with him, and the Ministry ends up winning. Um, but overall, I mean, it was just a, it was just a good wrestling match, and I could watch Farouk like wrestle all the like. I want to watch some more Farouk stuff. So we'll we'll have some Farouk coming up. Um, I bought a Cookie has had one Farouk match. I, I've had a Farouk one or two. Like we've had a couple on the podcast. He's so much fun. He you know he played at Florida State. Yeah, and just- is one of the best college football players of all time he's just like an athletic looking dude and he just he works well I, again i think i said this a couple of weeks ago for an attitude era match it was it was a great wrestling match like normally all that stuff devolves and so i don't know it was just kind of refreshing because you don't know where you're, i didn't know what i was going to get and uh so long story short good match i kind of i do want to kind of do a little deep dive into the whole ministry thing i loved uh the acolytes growing up because these were two big legit badasses 
that would come in and just destroy people. They they kind of had a reputation. Did, so they joined the ministry. They were a part of it. Yeah. Like Undertaker, they had them how as kind of like, how did they team up? I don't even really remember. Like Undertaker kind of picked these guys out. Well, even were they teamed up before the ministry? They were not. They okay. became the acolytes and then they became the APA, which were a lot of fun. The I was going to say, because JBL and Farouk don't look like two dudes that would like team up. But in theory, they're actually really good together because they're both very stiff badasses that are like, oh, yeah, like they, they huge powerhouse tag team. I could I could appreciate that. And they, they work well in, in this match. And it was actually um, I, at one point I was thinking like the Edge and Christian thing where they look like what the Young Bucks want to be. Right. Like you can take them seriously. They worked well. You could tell they're a little bit more flyy. And then you got these two meat hosses on the other side. And then you got Viscera, who's just this tank who doesn't really do much in the ring, but he does enough to, it's you, effective. You, I mean, and you can believe it. Like he's not going to be doing like crazy shit. He's 500 pounds. So like guys are just running into him and bouncing off of him. And it's like, yeah, it makes sense. Um, so overall good stuff. Uh, did you hear that uh, Manchester United did win that day? Uh, did, yeah, they, <laughs> they beat the Spurs. Uh, oh, uh, fuck Manchester. All right. I, 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 <laughs> that is uh, Tolbert's Michigan. I what, think. What, oh, God. Lawler called them. It sounded like Manchurians, but he tried to say the Manchesterians. <laughs> Manchesterians. <laughs> yeah. And only fuck the way too. only way Lawler could. Um, but yeah, it was, it was fun. All right. Let's talk about social media. Social media, Tolbert. What'd you do this week? Um, not much. We gained, gained you gained a follower. You gained a follower by doing nothing. Yeah, uh, Tolbert always every interesting. Every time we every Sunday we're sitting here recording the podcast. And Tolbert's like, "Yeah, I'm going to throw that up. I'll, I'll I'll post that out." Yeah, it was a busy week, and then he never does it. <laughs> it was a busy week. It was. Nazis are going to Nazi. They're not going to. Yeah. Uh, Nazis post are busy. <laughs> it was a busy week. Um. So yeah, props. Lots of touring. Lots props of touring to Tolbert. Somehow getting to 139. Twitter, we're 300, I believe. That's that's a steady, that's a perfect we, game in we, bowling. We did, we did dip below, and then we got back up. Uh, I actually tried to, like, start, you know, posting just general things. Um, very sad that they broke up the New Day. That is a very sad thing. officially break up. They split them up. Very lame. Also, heavy machinery. I was just about to well, say. Well, yeah, but, heavy like, machinery. Tucky's kind of been out of the picture for a while. Yeah. But this was, like, um xavier woods just came back right and then they won the tag belts and now they kind of split them up and like man i didn't i don't watch wwe anymore but i watched some clips man like you could hear the it wasn't just kayfabe like you could hear woods like was really kind of upset about yeah. the whole thing when they drafted them and, and i don't eat. think that they knew going into that they had to have told them they, yeah. dude, the new day has to like give a stamp of approval for this kind of stuff right they're at that level no 100 percent um, so yeah, they broke up the new day. Not too happy about that. Um, the one post that I made that I was kind of disappointed, got nothing was AEW had a dog collar match. And I posted out the Simpsons gif of Santa's little helper with a chain around his neck. I did laugh out loud at that. <laughs> okay. And I try, I was thinking, how could I retweet this? and not be re like $2 steak. I thought it was a phenomenal tweet. And nobody else in the world did. Because you know why? Everybody else was watching a fly on the <laughs> vice president's head. True. I made sure not to watch that, so I wouldn't tweet out any kind of weird things. But yeah, I was really sad about that because, you know, Simpsons gifts usually do pretty good when you tag wrestling stuff. 
Right, because we are all nerds somehow. Because that's, we watch Simpsons, then we watch I, wrestling. I, I, I grew up Growing watching up, Simpsons on Sunday, wrestling on Monday. Um, but that was Twitter, yeah, nothing too crazy. Um, we'll get back at it. I'm going to try to keep t- like tweeting at least. I'm going to try it once a day, but you know, it's a little hard sometimes. We're busy people. You seem pretty low-key this week, not angry. Not too angry, no. You ready for hits and shit? Ah! We got it. <laughs> He's oh, still angry it. enough. Uh, not super angry, but hits and shits this week. Hits. Shout out AFC North. Man, we are owning the NFL. We got the Ravens at four and one. We got the Browns at four and one. You got the Bengals at like one, three and one or whatever. But like Joe Burrow's doing the best he can with what he's got. And then you got the Steelers undefeated four and zero. Um. So yeah, shout out hits AFC North football. Mm-hmm. Uh, shits this week. Hey, Cookie, how them Tennessee Titans doing? Hey, listen, man. Listen, <laughs> things happen. Okay. Uh, I don't know who is, uh, I don't know who gave us COVID, but somebody gave us fucking COVID and it's just spreading like wild, wildfire in our facilities. You would think, and that, I'm like, going to go the same. What? Well, now I was going to say, you know, you'd think that they would take precautions in a pandemic. No, you know what you the would Tennessee think Titans so, did? But, the Tennessee well, Titans real quick, I'm going to go the Zane Dawson route, and I think there's a conspiracy going on against the Tennessee Titans. There, I said it. Cookie, the conspiracy is that they conspiracy. got together while they all had COVID and worked out together. <laughs> you don't think that they all just went on like a big bachelorette party in, in Nashville and got it while they were do- doing that? Oh, I just want to see this guy play uh, acoustic guitar here at this barn. I ain't going to wear no mask. We're in Nashville, baby. You know what? I think, I think one of the Steelers backups, let's say Mason Rudolph, maybe came down to Tennessee and just spread it everywhere. You know, someone who's expendable from the Steelers uh, team. You're talking conspiracy theories here, Cookie. Hey, man. I'm pretty hey. sure they got COVID before the Steelers. But anyway, Tennessee Titans, they're just shitty people. But I, 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 <laughs> wow. I won't, wow. that was just a follow-up. <laughs> that was just a follow-up. They're actually not on my shit list. Shit list this week, technology. All right, technology. Um Provides us the opportunity to speak to our infinite audience that does or does not listen to our podcast. It's, it Doesn't. can be a great thing. The world we live in today runs on technology, but fuck technology because I spent five hours last night working on this Excel dashboard for my final project for my class. And being that this is not my first rodeo through college or grad school, I'm an avid saver, right? Uh, close out Excel. Doesn't pop up. Hey, do you want to save? So I don't click anything, upload my document, and there's fucking nothing in my file. So what I did at 11 or yeah, this is about 1130 last night. I go out. I'm in my shed because that's my fucking office. And I crack a beer and go, wow, what do I do now? Thought I was, thought about rage breaking my chairs, but I really <laughs> like my chair. Thought about punching my 10 year old monitor, but I didn't do that either. What about your two year old son? No, he was sleeping. So, <laughs> so what I did, I boy, I don't want to alarm you, but <laughs> I cracked that beer, drank it, cracked another beer, drank that one, took a third one inside the house and just calmly went to bed and woke up this morning and spent another four fucking hours redoing the entire project. So there was no way that you could have recovered it. I did everything I could. There was literally no fucking, I have no idea what happened to this stupid, except when I tell you it went blank, I'm working on this massive data, like spreadsheet, right? I have multiple sheets. I got my awesome dashboard that I'm in. Wasn't that great, but it was enough to submit it. And did you use clip art? No, no, God. 
Come on, man. And literally, literally, <laughs> I open, I open the question. Aaron, I open the document. There is nothing. Like nothing. Why don't completely you completely empty? Google has a version of Excel that you could have used. Why would no? And that automatically saves it to the cloud. Yeah, so does Microsoft. It's supposed to save it to the OneDrive, but it fucking didn't do it. I think you should use clip art, like some Halloween Havoc scene. <laughs> luckily, <laughs> luckily, with a clearer head, I went through and did it all again. All of it. This one was a little better than the last one, so I submitted it. Hopefully, I get you know something. I contemplated just not turning it in because I would have gotten eighty percent in the class, but you know, yeah, you got to shoot for the stars, right? Was that the only thing on your shit list this week? Um, I was gonna do another follow up. Wait, wait, oh, wait, wait, wait. Technology, you made big mics. Shit list. Shit list. How's that natural deodorant treating you? Terrible. All right, you want to cut a promo now? Uh, you know what, man? I I I have done the reapply technique. Apparently, aluminum is very important for my body. <laughs> To not smell terrible. After you said this, I went and checked my Old Spice deodorant. No aluminum. Is it natural deodorant? No. no. It's just Old Spice. I, I, I don't understand why natural deodorant naturally just doesn't work. Natural deodorant, you come out here, you've got all these different flavors and smells. Are patchouli. You I was going to say, don't lick it. It's <laughs> not tasty. It. Essential oils. Is this organic? <laughs> Naga Champa or whatever. It, 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 isn't that a wrestler in NXT, Naga Champa? Something like that. That was a terrible joke. <laughs> Tommaso Champa. That was a terrible joke. Uh yeah. So let me let me give a smell test. If I smell okay, then we will not put it on the shit list this week. Tolbert, smell my pit. I'm not doing that. Tolbert, smell <laughs> my pit. What have we gotten into? He's, wa he's wafting. Uh, it's, it's okay. It's okay. It's not bad. You've made it one more week, natural deodorant. One more week. We'll see I you next Sunday. Detect any scent of unpleasantness. All right. Well, uh, uh, natural deodorant, you've passed. All right, for the strong style. I know we're keeping up with the spoopy, uh, you know, theme this no, week. There's nothing poopy about these guys. Spoopy. Spoopy. Well, yeah, but. But there is no poopy. No, no, these are great guys. Uh, we have got Evil, Takagi, and Bushi, and Sonata. So that would be the Los and Gobler. I can't even say the fucking name. Against Suzuki, Taichi, Zack Sabre Jr., and. Uh, Desperado. Is that right? Yeah. Is that right, Cookie? Yeah, that's right. So that, that would be the Suzuki goon people. Yes. All right. Uh, one side is the evil side, is what I'm going to say. Honestly. Yeah, so one Los side. and Globorales. However, I didn't know how to pronounce it, so I'm glad you just did, Aaron. Why are they uh, Why are they called that? Like, why is it like a... Because Naito went to Mexico, and there was a version of that in Mexico, and Naito became a part of that. And when he came back to Japan, he started up a branch in uh, New Japan. And their style is like they wear suits. They're like kind of cool, chic guys. They're kind of like the anti-NWO, but it is still a clique of guys that come kind of come together. So is it like their thing to like 
like that's why they all wear masks like is that like i don't know if that part that, of that's it. another thing uh and you you saw you like when bushi comes out like bushi comes out with like a, a suit on and his mask yeah it, it, it's kind of weird I, I didn't think shingo tagagi's in that group so i don't know why he was a part of that i i don't know I lost it. I, I only know a few people. So, Aaron, I'm going to need you to help me out with oh, my Jesus segment. Christ. All right, I'll help you. Oh, uh, yeah. So, anyway, but let's get to this. Uh, so, this is my first Japanese eight-man tag match. and It's a little know, much. <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot. I mean, they don't even follow the rules, really. Like, you don't really see a lot of people on the apron like a standard, you know, tag team match. And it was Wrestle and Kingdom. Oh. Well, wait, is it is it less common in Japan to have, like... I don't know, eight-man tag matches? No, they have them a lot. Oh, they do? Oh, yeah. Well. well, anyway, I thought the entrances, like, well, the entrances took up at least five minutes of the whole match. Correct. Because you, you got to get eight people out there. But everyone's mask in, uh, gosh, I, I, in Evil's group. Call them L.I.J. L.I.J. All right, and L.I.J., phenomenal. Everyone's mask was sick. I mean, the Cold Skull guy, I think that was Sonata. Yeah, Sonata's great, man. Dude, his mask puts the, the fiends to shame. He was uh, trained by a one uh, Kiji Muto. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, what about Evil? Let's talk about Evil. Evil has a dope gimmick. I mean, he's got the Undertaker vibe with the purple lights and all that stuff and the robes. But then he brings in this, like, seven-foot-tall scythe that's just bejeweled yeah. and bedazzled and shit. It's just badass. And I love that they have monetized that scythe. And you get all these random cuts into the audience and they've got like little LED like toy sites that they're all like yes. bringing up. Like it's it's a kind of a cool gimmick. It is. No, it really is. And I, Bushi is not Kota Bushi, right? That's no. Totally no, it's just Bushi. Okay, it's just Bushi. Okay. Anyway, can I just say the first group, they looked the part with the mask, the lights, the crazy hair and all that. They look spoopy. <laughs> Thank you. But, but the real badass motherfuckers were on the other team. And who would have thought? Minoru freaking Suzuki. That's it. That's all you need. That's the scariest individual in this match. And how about the scariest guy in the match doesn't even need to wear a mask to strike fear into people. He just walks out with a towel on his head. Yeah. Just to cover up that whatever that fiasco is on top of his head. <laughs> oh, he listens weekly. So don't don't talk too much about it. You're right. You're right. Anyway, let's I'll talk more about uh, Zach. Zach Sabre, who we think looks like a, a one Matt Palmer. He does. He looks like Matt Palmer in 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 trunks. That's right. He's, he's I, don't, I don't know about Zach. I, like Zach. I don't think that's a wrestling name. I'm just going to that's where I'm going to start this at. <laughs> Zach's not a wrestling name at all. Um, CSJ. It's the laziest creative thing I've ever heard in my life. I think By, it fits his style. Yeah, no. When I watched him wrestle, I was like, okay, he's actually pretty good. Uh, like he's he's like um, uh, what's the other English guy that wrestles for New Japan? Uh, Will Osprey. Will Osprey. That's uh, when, that when I first started watching New Japan. I got those two confused all the time. I could definitely see that because Will Osprey also looks like Matt Palmer, but just on steroids now. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> hey, and and before we go any further, tell me about your boy Tai Chi. Oh, Tai Chi. Okay. Tai Chi is like, he's got a Phantom of the Opera type gimmick, but it's also like a anime type gimmick as well, where he comes off with like the rose with the high collar and the mask that just covers half of his face. 
Tai Chi is really cool. I really like him. But he didn't. He usually comes out with a microphone and sings his way to the ring. He he didn't yes. get to do it because it was a uh, four on four. Yeah. But if you guys do not know anything about New Japan, check out Tai Chi. Tai Chi's he's a lot of fun. He's a he's a bad guy in every sense of the word, but he is just really fun to watch. He is. I mean, and I don't think this match it, it didn't really showcase him that much. Obviously, is I mean, it was only an 18 minute match, so you, you know people had to get their spots in and stuff like that. I wish I saw more Suzuki and more Tai Chi, but eh, it is what it is. But I'll get into it. Let's get into the countdown. Cookies top four, number one. Uh, evil, evil tried to be slick in the beginning of the match, but I noticed this. First off, after the entrances, it just unravels into other chaos. They, you know, obviously that's how I had the feeling that's how this match was going to start. Uh, everyone just starts striking somebody, and it just leaves Evil and Minoru Suzuki in the middle of the ring. The two most evil people in this match. At one hundred percent. But I don't know if I would have done this if I was evil. So Suzuki tries to kick evil, but, you know, evil catches it and he throws his leg to the ref. The ref catches it and then evil just kicks Suzuki straight in the dick. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if I would do that. I just I think I think that's just a bad idea, especially with someone like Minoru. And I think he gets back at him later and I'll get into that in a second. Did you do a tooth suck when that happened? Did you do a. Yeah. I said, mm-hmm, that's going to hurt. That's going to hurt. <laughs> I think every guy just mm-hmm. instinctively just goes, ooh. Yep. Yeah. Like, ah, I know that. That one, that one caught him. And then insult the injury, Evil hit Suzuki with the running gooch splash, a.k.a. the Bronco Buster. Thank you. Thank you, Cookie. Yeah. Just, I will say that Andy, splash. Andy, our one of our, our, our loyal listeners, really thought that that was funny. He sent me a comment on our YouTube page and laughed out loud at the uh, the running gooch splash. So I, I believe that it is catching on. With oh, one good. Person. Okay, right. <laughs> I got <laughs> I got some traction. It's getting over. Woo! That running gooch splash. Number two. Desperado who's the guy with the black lucha mask and the white tassel. He has the best version of this like butterfly shoulder stretch. He puts his foot on the back of evil's head as he's stretching him. But one of the spookiest things was Tai Chi's breakaway pant spot. Oh my God. I popped. I laughed out loud. I was not expecting that. I like it. <laughs> of all things. I was not expecting him to take his pants and do like Petey Pablo and wave him around his head. Like he just didn't care. So explain what happened to, to the guys who have not seen this match. Um, uh, so Tai Chi, I, I think he hits him with some, hits him with a drop kick or something like that. And then he just motions to the crowd. He points to his pants and then he just rips them off, breaks them away and just starts, you know, just throwing them around his head. Party boy. He's party boy and he's got he's got a, a pair of trunks that go right along with those pants. Phenomenal. Yes, absolutely great spot. If I didn't love him, I, I, if I didn't love him as much as I do now, I, I, I love them even more after this. I think I said that wrong, but it doesn't matter. You know what I'm trying to say. I, I know what you mean now. Number three. Um, Sonata. Sonata's hog tie spot. I love yeah. it, man. Uh, I don't I, I don't know what to say about it, except he hog ties his opponent and then he kicks him straight in the ass. So like, recently, <laughs> this maneuver has become sort of like a, a, a thing for Sonata and Sonata puts ties somebody up into a pretzel 
And yeah. it's funny, he used it recently very well against a one Toro Yano who hogties them with tape. <laughs> and Toro Yano, who is classically comedy guy, starts screaming hogtied up the ramp. That is amazing. It, it, it is a fun move that's like, you know, it's not very believable, but it, it is a fun move. Oh, my God. See, this is I, I have so much love now for New Japan because of stuff like this, like this, these gimmicks and stuff like that. It just blends very well. And they have such a great product. But the WWE, man, I just can't get behind it. I'm like Mike right now. I can't watch it anymore. Cookie, uh, Mike was telling me kind of beforehand, Mike, kind of tell me about your philosophy on, on New Japan uh coming into it oh like a year ago or even more than that like i would well we watched like two years of like wwe like raw and smackdown and i wouldn't have watched new japan ever but now like i'd much rather just find a match on new japan and just watch it randomly and the way that you were explaining it is each thing tells a very simple story that even if you don't understand the language yeah you might not know what's going on but like they just stick with that simple philosophy that zane talked about a couple months ago like where it just tells a story in the ring and you don't need to it's it's you don't need to like know what's going on to like figure it out which is nice yeah so i mean it's it's a testament to the wrestlers for sure um, they're phenomenal, but, uh, let me get into my honorable mentions real quick before I get to number four. Now I've never been ribbed before because I'm not a wrestler yet, but I really think, <laughs> <laughs> I really think we saw rib in this match when Suzuki picked up evil and had him in that like gotch style pile driver. And he just keeps him upside down for like a solid six. Yes. Seconds. yes. It's like a solid six Mississippi count. <laughs> oh, 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 do we, do we have somebody coming in? No, it's uh no, it's my boy Chase. He's leaving right now. He was with me during the the New York trip and stuff like that. Oh, okay. But he's a little camera shy, so a, it is what it is. Anyway, 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 anyway. Um, Zach, Zach Saber. He has a pretty sick moment in this match where he counters Sonata's fireman carry into like an abdominal stretch. I love that. Never seen that before, dude. That's why I like chain wrestling because you literally like you see stuff you would never expect. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. I'm oh, sorry, Mike. I thought you were going to go longer with that. No, no, no. That's just me. Aaron's the guy that is long-winded. That's fair. That's sorry, fair, I was putting fair, a dip fair. in. <laughs> and Aaron, who's the who's the guy in the red and black? Bushi. Is that Bushi? The guy in the mask? Is that who you're asking? Yeah, the guy in the mask, the red and black mask. Are Are you talking about Shingo Tagagi, the guy, the dragon guy? I have no whoever. Okay, let's just say this: the guy in red and black, he does like a middle, uh, a top rope drop kick, a missile drop kick, and he does a spin and Rooney instead of a kip up to get out of it. There's like a fucking break dancing move in the. Does he have mask. a mask on? Yes. Okay, that was Bushi. Yeah. Okay, Bushi, that was badass. That was like I've never seen someone instead of doing. I've seen kick kip ups before, but I've never seen someone do a spinning spin and Rooney break dancing move to get up after a missile drop kick. So I don't know. I just want to give him a shout out for that. <laughs> also, Bushi is also yeah. a fan of two dollars Taker Pro Wrestling. We're talking. big in Japan. We're huge in Japan. We're like Dory Funk. That's We're, right. over That's right. We're definitely getting over in Japan. <laughs> and if we had that translator, Mike. If only we, we had that translator. Sorry. Uh, anyway, uh, last one. Number four. 
Zach Saber. Zach Saber with the win via submission. I wasn't wasn't expecting Zach to get over, or Matt Palmer as I like to call him now. Um, you know, Matt Palmer. He stretched him out, made him tap. That was the end of the match. Not the best ending to the match, but it was like I say, it was a quick match, twelve minutes, thirteen, whatever it was. Um, and he kept it on afterwards. Really heelish move. And I was going to ask you, Aaron. Uh, they were, uh, are they the bad guys? Is that yes, Suzuki Goon is definitely the bad guys. Yes. No. Okay. All right. Yeah. 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 Cause okay. anything with Suzuki, Suzuki is not a good person. Well, he's done some good things. Yeah, don't attack his character like that. He's All right. Not a, All his, right. His, his wrestling persona is not good. I kind of dig. So Zack Sabre Jr. style, and this is how I kind of denote them in my head between him and Will Ospreay. Ospreay is very flippy. Zack Sabre is just mm-hmm. completely like, submission and chain wrestling based kind of competitor. His Very wrestling... technical. He reminds me of like, Oh, go ahead. No, you go ahead, man. I was just going to say, he reminds me of uh drew Gulak. Yeah, I could definitely see that. They would have a really fun match. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I think they definitely would. But, um, that was basically, that was, that was the end of the match. I think right after that, um, you know, credit to Lenore Suzuki and his goons. They killed him. And what would you rate this matchup after you take that little sippy sip? Uh, you know, I give it give it four four cookies. Four cookies, solid matchup. It was a yeah, it was a solid matchup. I gave it four because I love the entrances. I love the mask. It was very spoopy, and it just got me into the season of Halloween. Tis All the Hallows season. Eve. I mean, you got that yes. word over with cookies. Yes, yes, yes. Spoopy is Spoopy. is our word now. That, that that is our word. All right, for the final segment of the evening. Tolbert, you have got a one Black Jack Mulligan against Kevin Sullivan. Yeah, and this is the spoopiest match of the year. Oh, oh it is. So, yeah, uh, this is uh, this is a spooky, spooky one. All right, but yes, and this is a very special match. This is a Hangman's Noose match. Right, a little awkward, yeah. Which I have never watched before. I've heard it talked about on some other uh, podcasts. Okay. Know, from the old school guys talking about this sort of match. And I never knew what they were talking about. I thought it was something like a bull rope match. But this is a little different. There's actually a pole with a noose, full on <laughs> noose, hanging from it in the corner of the ring. And that's what a hangman's match is. Uh, they don't really say the rules. I guess the uh, the winner of the match is the first one to get his opponent in this hung, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hung up and strung yeah. up. <laughs> right. All right. So we've got Kel- Kevin Sullivan. Um, coming out to Thriller. That's right. right? This is early 80s. Thriller's hot. And uh, it is the number one album yeah. in the country. Uh, and it, he, he's coming out with his goth slave snake squad. That's right. <laughs> Painted faces. And he comes out with his slave woman, mm. which is Nancy Benoit. Well, at that point, yeah, Nancy, whatever her last name was. But yeah, eventually. Well, well, to, eventually, Nancy Benoit. Nancy but that's Benoit. who she is. That's who we know her as. This is your one chance to actually use concubine in the correct context. <laughs> oh, yeah, nice. You didn't do it. <laughs> she is point, so hot. Yeah, at this point in time. Yeah, oh, my God. Is. She is so hot. 
Yeah. Well, uh, I actually mentioned it to Travis and Travis said, yeah, a little under my radar, but holy cow. (laughs) 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 Oh, yeah. So they come out. He's got a whole entourage. Yeah. Of these. How how did you describe? I said this is like old school Guar material, like like early Guar, early, early Guar, where they have the slaves and everything. Um, I thought they should have maybe come out to some like Alice Cooper, maybe. That, that makes sense, yeah. Rather than thriller, but thriller, crowd, I think, is more baby is face, it, yeah. And it was more uh, relatable to the crowd, I would say. <laughs> I, I don't know. Maybe Alice Cooper would have been more fitting. <laughs> Who knows? Um, and and this is early kayfabe, so like the crowd is. Oh yeah, dude, they're into it. You know, you got the police force out there, you got security guards, and they're coming out with snakes, so they're not getting too much heat from the crowd because they got fucking snakes wrapped around yeah. them they're like hey man i ain't no get that snake away from me and, and think about this like kevin sullivan like this whole thing is almost like a cult like a satanic yeah, cult yeah. and this is the height of the satanic yeah. panic and so in the so, 80s yeah, in some of these painted up characters he has in his entourage are brainwashed right so, so like think about his it spell if if this if you're in an area this is in florida and you've got all these people that are in this cult in a satanic cult during this time period. That is number one. <laughs> yeah. Like public enemy to these, these people. Oh, automatically, automatically. So we have the spectacle. Everyone's scared. Yes. Cookie. I was just going to say real quick. Can we just talk about how massive Kevin Sullivan is? Oh, oh, he's gonna get there. Well, Kevin Sullivan's. A oh, I know. Big boy. Oh, I did. My bad. All right. That's my so fault. Kevin's. He, he's a thick boy, and I see him coming out. I'm like, hey, man, he's a big boy. And then Blackjack comes out. Blackjack fucking <laughs> Mulligan. And you're like, wait a second. Uh, Sullivan ain't shit. <laughs> Blackjack is fucking huge, dude. He is he's massive. massive. Yeah, he towers over the crowd. He comes in. He's the obvious good guy. Everyone loves him. They're like, hey, let's like send these fucking Satanists on their way. <laughs> I'm fighting for Jesus. Uh, uh, yeah, this Sunday I'm praying for, for, for Blackjack and Jesus. You know, that's, that's what we're doing. <laughs> I also love the name Blackjack Mulligan. It's, it's, you would think he would be the Satanist. Bad guy, yeah. You got Kevin. Kevin the Satanist. <laughs> and and we, we I was Black talking is the baby face. I was talking to you a little bit before we started recording. Um Blackjack has a very strong lineage in professional wrestling. All right. So he is the grandfather of the uh, most evil person right now. Yeah. Bray Wyatt. Yeah. He is Bray Wyatt's grandfather. Really? And the father of Barry Windham. Of Barry Windham and Kendall Windham. Another Windham. massive. Dude, before we do anything else, I do want to make this quick, quick thing. So Blackjack Mulligan, everybody loves him. In the early 90s, he was arrested, him and his son, Kendall Wyndham, for having a massive counterfeiting scheme where they had (laughs) over $500,000 in fake $20 bills that they produced, and they were trying to put it into the thing. They both got arrested Booked on federal charges. Kendall Wyndham had to get like go to jail and all this shit. Massive. People still loved his ass. <laughs> hey, hey man, he's what? Just do what he has to do That's to get right. by, man. We still love him. You were in the time you put away Kevin Sullivan to save that <laughs> yeah, woman. Yeah. <laughs> and this is what we're talking about here, folks. Let's get back to it. But like I said, goddamn, Blackjack is huge. 
All right. So he's making his way in before he can even get his cowboy hat off. Kevin Sullen starts laying into him. He knows this is the only chance he has to get the up on this guy. So he lays right into him before he even gets into the ropes, starts hitting him, gets him outside of the ring, starts hitting him with a chair, bust him wide open. He's bleeding right off the bat. Um, so Blackjack's not having any of this. And with his, and I say quote from the um from the commentators, his Texas temper <laughs> gives him the strength to rally. And uh, he starts going in on Kevin. I mean, he's like, I ain't having this. I love his big, just stiff boots. It's very simple, but very effective. And the visual is great because it's his big old leg. Just kind of give him a boot straight to the chin and knocking him down. I mean, he's a big guy. Yeah. It's believable. And he's giving him axe handle chops, man. He's he, he, he's chopping them all over the place. At one point, Kevin Sullivan goes for the noose early. He's like, I'm going to wrap it up. But he just grabs him and just kind of throws him down on the corner of the ropes, just busting him right in the balls. He's like, man, I ain't having none of this. And it it, it, it shows quickly that Blackjack has upper hand. He's going to put this guy away right. very quick. But his little brainwashed protege, and I, I feel really bad for the snake in this. Dude, I, I felt think, off. <laughs> oh, my God. I awful. So she throws the snake yeah. at at black and and doesn't like and, and it's not like a light toss. She whips the fucking snake. At one point, when the snake is thrown in, I think even Kevin Sullivan looks at it like, "Man, I think she just killed that damn snake." <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and it distracts Blackjack. And she goes to pick it up. And at first I thought, like, man, that was a fake snake. But you see the stunned snake kind of flip <laughs> over in the middle of the ring. You're like, no, that was a real snake. That snake's like, Jesus, woman. <laughs> and she grabs it. And, that was uh, stiff. God damn. That was very stiff. And she grabs it and uh, puts it around her neck. And it's just flaccid. It's just yeah. hanging around her neck. <laughs> oh, man. So at this point... <laughs> Hell of a word there. It's killed us. Yeah, it's so TV. sad. Yeah, it's just uh, all right. So at this point, you know, Blackjack's stunned. He's a big guy. Kevin's gonna need some help to put him away. And his buddy comes in. Is it uh that's superstar Billy Graham? Yeah, Billy Graham, he's a big dude as well. Billy Graham comes in and his posse as well, and they start triple team and blackjack, and they, they're punching him, they're kicking him, they get the noose around his neck, and they try to string him up. Right. You think, oh, man, and there's these fucking crazy freaks everywhere. There's snakes everywhere and they're stringing up our hero. The crowd's not having it. What are we going to do? But in comes his buddy, Mike Graham. Mike Graham comes to his rescue with a chair in tow, beats everyone's ass, clears his ring and uh, saves Blackjack. God bless him. All God bless Mike Graham. Satan worshippers out of here. Uh, who is Mike Graham? I'm not so, familiar. Uh, there was a, a major professional wrestler in the 50s and 60s and 70s. He started the promotion. His name was Eddie Graham. And Eddie Graham uh, then had a son, Mike Graham. Mike Graham was never as big as his dad, like size-wise. Mm -hmm. He was a decent worker, but he also he worked throughout the 80s and 90s and uh, had some stints uh, as a jobber and also as a referee. He so, killed himself recently, actually. That's, uh, that's sad. Yeah. So we, we get a promo. Uh, Blackjack cuts a promo. Amazing says, promo. He's, yeah. He's not having any of this. Um, you know, he's, he's pissed. He's like, man, you are dirty dogs. You snuck <laughs> up on me. 
And then he hands it over uh, to his buddy that saved his ass. And Mike says, and, and speaking of his size, he's like, hey, man, I ain't, I, I'm not a big guy, but I ain't letting my buddy getting trampled all over like this. That's right. He says, uh, he's got heart. He, he's, yeah, he's got heart. He said, uh, black magic ain't shit. <laughs> he said, ropes ain't good for nothing, but tying a man up. That's right. And this competition is going to come down to, uh, to uh, the biggest man, the strongest man. That's what it's going to come down to. And uh, he may not be the biggest, but uh, he said, Blackjack, never walk alone. He's got his back. <laughs> Ain't no one going to sneak up on him again. And uh, there we have it. I, I, Blackjack's got that classic cadence of professional wrestling yeah. promo, too. He's like, oh, he's just a real lumbering voice. And, and you actually see, like, the heels make their exit with their snakes and the cops like come on get out of here like yeah. real quick but the crowd's satanist the crowd's pissed man they ain't having it um but uh there, there's some funny moments in the that last promo and that's where i kind of pulled my haiku from all right let's hear that all haiku. Right. old blackjack's coming <laughs> get a fast boat to china <laughs> going to save that girl <laughs> because in his promo he references the girl that threw the snake at him. That's right. And he says, she's hey, just man, mixed she's up. Lost. She's, she's lost. She's mixed up. They've got her brainwashed. And I'm going to save that girl. Get a fast boat <laughs> to China. <laughs> Kevin Sullivan needs a fast boat to China. It, it, it's just such a very 80s thing. But man, they ate it up. It was great. I, I thanked you for that match very early on when I watched it. I was like, oh, man. This is awesome. it, it is a it is a yeah. chef's kiss of a professional wrestling match, an encapsulation of the 1980s, early 1980s, the satanic panic. And would you say that it was spoopy? It was very spoopy. Thank you. Yes, Cookie. Aaron, is this the same dude that was in WCW, uh, Kevin Sullivan? Oh, like yes. Yes. The Taskmaster. L, 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 yeah. Okay. Cool. And okay, he also ended up marrying Nancy uh, Benoit. That, okay, yeah, I thought that was the same. Okay, got it. And he was uh, he was a, a booker for WCW for a little while. It, it was kind of a crazy thing. There's this notorious thing where Brian Pillman, Loose Cannon, goes crazy, and he says something to the effect of, all right, Booker man. And like, it was the first time that anybody had ever broke kayfabe that somebody was booking the professional wrestling matches. And he, he called him Booker man to uh, Kevin Sullivan. And it was like one of those things. It was pretty neat. Sullivan is a very interesting wrestler. I saw a documentary on him about a couple years ago and uh, he's still working. He's still doing crazy stuff. He still looks good. He's still 5'8", or however short he is, looking like a little elf. I was going to say, yeah, <laughs> he looks tiny. But, but you know, it, it, it's definitely, that character was something special in the 1980s. Especially I, the way he interacted with uh, Nancy. He would slap her and pull her around, and, like, the crowd really <laughs> just fucking hated it. Yeah. You look at all the, like, 1980s, like, after mags. I've got a few of them, and a lot of them are showcased on Sullivan's uh, Army of Darkness is what they called them. So it's pretty cool. Mike, you ready to wrap this thing up? Yeah, man, it's late. All right. Anyways, thank you for listening to $2 Steak, a pro wrestling podcast. We'll have another episode. Mike, are we going to have to get somebody in your place next week? Is that, is, or, or are we going to do uh, that? We'll put, I, we'll put Opie in. <laughs> no, I'll be, I'll be back from the mountain. Buddy. Okay. All right. Well, 
Tune in next wait, week. Wait, wait, wait. Mike's going to the mountains? Yeah. Yeah. But Watch I, out I for don't the bears. think he'll have any bear encounters. No like bear. Like you I mean, <laughs> and, and if I do, I know what to do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you for listening to $2 Steak, a pro wrestling podcast.